we're here in Houston at Murder by the Book. This is one of the finest bookstores in America, bar none. Write every day and finish what you write. Welcome to Successful Living with Bill Knappick. Every week we talk about success and everything that goes along with it. You'll learn the principles of success, how to achieve success, and learn to overcome challenges that may be getting in the way of success in your life. You'll hear from Bill Knappick, a radio personality and business development expert, along with insight from special guests. If you're ready to find your path to success or take the success you're enjoying to the next level, stay tuned. Successful Living with Bill Knappick is on right now. And welcome to the show, Successful Living with Bill Knappick. That's me, and today, Successful Living with Robert Crace. He is a gifted author, New York Times bestseller. His newest book is called The Wanted, and I'm reading it right now. Robert, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Bill. Thank you. Let's tell people, first of all, I know they follow you, and tell them a little bit about The Wanted without giving anything away. It is an incredible book, great characters all the way around, but let's tell them about it. Well, Bill, I'm a parent. And uh, like most parents, one of my big concerns, the biggest concern I have is that my kids are going to be safe. The one is about a woman named Connor, and she has a son, 17-year-old boy. She's a single mom, works hard for a living, thinks she knows him. He is a sweet kid. He's a sweet kid, but he's a stay-at-home kid. He's very shy, socially awkward. She thinks she knows him, but she doesn't. But because one day she walks into his room and it's like walking into the ground floor of Neiman Marcus. I mean, it's a suddenly she's finding expensive shirts, expensive jeans. She's finding cash hidden around. She says, where'd you get this? Of course, he's a teenage boy. He lies. And she gets very, very scared because she's convinced he's involved with like gangsters or drug dealers and all kinds of things. And he just won't be honest with her. So what's a girl to do? She calls in the world's greatest detective, Elvis Cole. Just find out what her son is doing, and that's what the book's about. And that is also a great beginning. I love how the character of Elvis appears, and also the very beginning. I won't even mention the names. You have two two people that are big characters in this book. The first one is Harvey and Stems. Okay, we'll say it because that's one of the first first pages. But it's incredible. And also, I love through the book how those two characters, you see them emerge, then some other things happen, then they're back again, and it goes on. And it's just absolutely fascinating. And that accounts for the pace. I'm enjoying not just the story, the characters, but I love the pace of the book as you've written it. I, I, I hate one note single-dimensional bad guys. I love really interesting bad guys, compelling, fascinating bad guys. And that's what I was going for with Harvey and Stems. And by jumping back and forth, seeing part of the story from Elvis Cole's point of view, my private eye, as he, as he uncovers the case, find out what's going on. And the bad guys who are hunting down this 17-year-old son really makes it a lot more interesting really increases the energy level uh, to me as a reader and as a writer so i'm glad to hear that people are enjoying it indeed let's say and also a book like this the wanted where we're talking with robert crace author of the wanted it's out now you can get it we're right here in houston texas the fourth largest city at a place called murder by the book robert's here doing a book signing but let's tell people this particular book robert how long did it take to write my books typically take around nine or ten months sometimes some of the books take a little bit longer to write than that but i like to spend a lot of time and and really work the characters and the story carefully so it took about 10 months 
Wow. And as far as writing, I know people, there's a lot of people out there, and, and I read about you where you said you always wanted to be an author. I forget at what age. However, if someone's out there listening, as far as the discipline of writing, I mean, here we are at a book signing. That's the fun part. The book comes out. People are enjoying it. That's fun, too. But the discipline of putting this together, give people an idea of your discipline, how often you write, and, and, and some of the mechanics. Uh, I roll up my sleeves every morning. I'm in my office by 7 a.m. I work a full day. It's a, it's a blue-collar job, just like any other job. You have to be disciplined because you're your own boss. And you know, if you're your own boss, you can give yourself time off all you like. Uh, that's a danger. You never finish anything. won't get written. I'm there every day. Uh, I work it through every day, some days, uh, some weeks, six, seven days a week, long days. But it, you know what? I love it. There's nothing else I'd rather do for a living. So when you, let's take a, one of the chapters. When you write a chapter, how often do you go back, say, to edit it to, for it to be the final product of what you have? Let's say just even a chapter at a time looking at it that way. I rewrite and revise a lot. Now, what I try to do, though, is, is finish the complete story, get the whole manuscript down, even though I know that the chapters and the scenes aren't perfect, that there's a, they're going to need a lot of work. Because what I found is that if, if you just sit there on one scene, one chapter, say, and you rewrite it and rewrite it and rewrite it, try to make it perfect you'll never move on so i get it just good enough during that first draft page uh stage and then i keep going when i got the whole story i know i got a complete book then i go back and i really dig in deep then and do a lot of revision and editing and then of course the ending do you know (laughs) i've talked to authors do you know the ending of your books in the case let's take the case of the wanted that's out right now in the case of the wanted did you know the ending when you wrote the first chapter let's say i did I did. See, I, all writers are different. Everybody has a different, a different uh, method of work. I spend a lot of time working out my story before I actually write it. Spend a lot of time creating characters, developing characters, seeing where they'll lead me as I figure out the story. And then I sort of plot it out. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to know 100% of everything that's going to happen. But I do have to know the big moves that will get me from the beginning of the book to the end. It's like having a road map. And when I, have, when I know that ending... I have, a, I have a much higher level of confidence that the book's going to turn out the way I want. That's when it's time to start typing and write the, write, write the narrative. It's also fun, I would think, for you along the way, the things you don't know, there's discoveries that are made, and that makes the book a lot of fun. Absolutely. Like I said, I don't need to know everything. So as you're writing the, creating the fiction, as you're writing the story, uh, new things come to you. The, sometimes the characters go in different directions, and that's a big surprise. Sometimes you get ideas that make it a lot better. Uh, so there's always, every day is a test. Every day is a, is a nonstop act of creation that's constant. The book's constantly evolving until you're finally finished, you've polished it all up, and you send it off to your editor. As if the characters are real. As if they're real. <laughs> and they really are. And that's the beauty of reading that we don't get when we watch TV or a movie. And that's, they really do become real to me. And I find that fascinating. And then as the author, they're your creations. Well, you know what? I, here's, here's how I feel about it. I feel like they're our creations. Because the thing about a book, it's not the same with a film uh, or, or, or TV or even stage. The um, thing about a book is I put words on paper. But they're just, think of it, they're just a stack of words on a stack of pages. They're just sitting there. Nothing's happening. They don't come to life until a reader reads them. When you read those words, 
you're reading my words and you're creating images and a story and characters in your head that you're seeing and you're falling into that story. So we're, create, we're collaborating. And that's what I love about books because it allows me to collaborate with all the human beings who read my books wherever they are. That is fascinating. And not only that, it's like a, a, an artwork hanging in the museum. The works are going to be here long after we're gone. And it's something, I, I would think, as an author, that, that makes you motivated and excited about. Well, the fact that anyone reads my works at any time really does inspire me and motivate me. And to think that they might live on after and, and that people in future generations might read them and get a little glimpse of not only me, but Los Angeles, Elvis Cole, the stories I'm telling. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a very rewarding feeling. Okay, there's another guy in this book, Joe Pike. Elvis now, Cole's partner. Uh, yeah. His partner. What's interesting about that is when he, the way you made his entrance in the book. I just read that two nights ago, so I'm like, well, when am I going to see Joe Pike? And, and it's so powerful, yet it's simple, it's powerful. It, it's, it was very exciting to see Joe come into the story and how he related to Elvis. <laughs> well, the, they're partners for a long time. They've shared a lot of history. They trust each other uh, implicitly, but they're different men. You know, Elvis Cole, he's cute, he's funny, he's charming. He's also introspective, but he's more of a fully formed, uh, uh, not fully formed, he's, he's more of a verbal, uh, happy-go-lucky kind of character, I guess you'd say. Joe Pike is very internal. Joe Pike is very uh, uh, constrained. You know, they're different men's that way. So, but he's the guy that uh, Elvis Cole trusts to have his back in all situations. And I love to use him to that effect because he's very, very surprising and he's a very, very dramatic character. When he walks on stage, all eyes are on him. And, and, and I'm glad you said that because you're exactly right. That's how I pictured it when, when I read his emergence in the book. It was as if a character was walking on stage. And I'm like, hey, this is great. I'm glad this. It, we already, before he appears, the characters are, the textures are so interesting already. And then you add the seasoning of Joe Pike super awesome thank you i appreciate it <laughs> so also let's tell people when you had this idea for this particular book or really any books how do these ideas emerge robert and and do you make notes and and, and check with them later and then develop them or or what do you do as every day when you get these all, ideas almost uh, every book i've ever written comes to me in sort of a, 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 a an image a flash that i mean i know nothing about it other than the image and in this case it was Elvis Cole. He lives in an A-frame house in the Hollywood Hills. He was in his house. Uh, uh, it was nighttime. I knew it was nighttime because it was dark shadows. And he has this cat, this black cat that's a character in all the books. And he's there alone with this cat. But I got a real sense of the melancholy in this moment. And it, one line came to me. It was like he, it's like he was speaking out loud. And his line was, I don't have kids. I have a cat. That's all I knew. I didn't, I didn't know anything else about the story. I just that had that microsecond image. And it was like an emotional harpoon going through my chest. It felt so powerful. I knew there was a story there. I knew there was something very revealing about Elvis Cole, about who he was as a man and in, in, in my fictional world. And I wanted to pursue it. And that's what I did. I began to think about that. What did it mean? 
what could he mean by that? I thought, said, well, you know, he's, he's a single guy. He wants a family. He, he would like to be married. He'd like kids, but he doesn't have any. It's never happened for him. Eventually, I ended up creating these characters, uh, Devin Connor, the single mother with her son, her son Tyson, and lo and behold, he ends up with this little surrogate family, and he gets the opportunity to be the father figure, the husband figure, the, to, help, to help these people stay safe and to help this kid maybe, if he's lucky, turn into the kind of man everyone wants him to be. That's right. He does. He, he approaches at the very beginning. He does approach Devin, or when he's called on, on to, the, to the job, he approaches it with caring. You could tell that he cares, and, and, and you could tell that part about him. And also, as far as the mother goes, we're not going to give away too much, but as far as Devin goes, you, you really, I'm a parent as well, and I'm thinking, man, I'm... I didn't have those problems with my son, but a lot of people do, and sometimes even worse scenarios. But we do know that children, teenagers, and even early, they get into trouble. And as the parent, we do want to keep them on track, and we could really feel that with the, with the mother, Devin. Thank you. Yeah, you know, I think today more so than ever, you know, what with the Internet and social media, uh, you know, you try to raise your kids right, give them a good foundation, you trust them. Uh, but when they walk out of the house... You know, you really don't know what's going on, especially if they fall in with the wrong crowd. So it's something we all have to be uh, on the lookout for. As far as character development and, and maybe more so character attributes, when you have a character, when be, before they go onto a page in, in a chapter of your book, do you know that they're going to be, like, for example, not giving anything away really, but Tyson? Yeah. Okay, he's not a neat freak. Okay, because no. I mean, he is definitely not a he, he's not a neat kid where he has all his stuff in order in his room or his car, right? Right. Did, he's, you, did he's, you know that up front, or you did? that actually I didn't know that part up front. That's one of those things that when you actually begin to sit down and, and write the book and, and fully create the character and flesh him out, little inspirations come to you. And I thought that'd be perfect for Tyson. You know that that he lives in this jumble, that he's chaos and. But like a lot of teenage boys, he's a nonstop eating machine. Like you can't feed him enough. He just keeps eating. And the litter from all the fast food, food containers are everywhere. It's like, a, it's like pig pen in the, in the, in the, in the exactly. peanuts. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's who he is. I thought it would be a fun part, a fun thing to add to a character who's in a lot of danger. And it makes it interesting, no doubt. Ladies and gentlemen, we're talking with Robert Craze, the author of The Wanted. It's a tremendous book right now. Give people an idea before this book, Robert. The Promise. The Promise was my last novel. Well, it too was an Elvis Cole novel, but at the same time, um, uh, I created uh, a couple of new characters for me, the book before, and that was um, an LAPD canine handler named uh, Scott James and his German shepherd, uh, Maggie, canine Maggie. He's, a, he's, he's on the LAPD canine platoon. So in The Promise, I bring Scott and Maggie in where they find themselves in a situation where they discover some uh, uh, illegal explosives in Los Angeles. And Elvis Colf, who is working on another case completely different, ends up intersecting that case. And so Elvis Cole and Joe Pike have to work with uh, Scott James and his German Shepherd to hopefully save the day. And as you are on the book tour right now here in Houston, we're at Murder by the Book with Robert Crace, author of The Wanted. It's a great book. In fact, when you met, I love dogs. In fact, I have a dog named Elvis, by the way, just a side I note. love that. And he was sitting on, sitting on my lap as I was reading your book. And my other dog, Callie, named for California, by the way, because I love the Laguna Beach, Dana Point area. 
all that said, the it, it, it's, it's just fascinating. Do you know what your next book is going to be, even though you're in the throes of the wanted, but do you have that one where you started it, or at least you have that idea ready I actually, to go? I actually started working on it a couple of months ago. Uh, I do have the next book. I, I never say very much about them when they're in process, but I, it's a Joe Pike novel. Uh, Elvis Cole's in it. So every once in a while, I like to reverse their roles, flip their roles. Uh, normally, Elvis Cole's the star of the show, and Joe Pike is the, is the co-star. In the book I'm writing now, Joe Pike is going to be the star of the show, and Elvis is going to be a supporting uh, cast. So it's a lot of fun for me to, to, to do that. And Joe Pike is a really popular character, too, so I think my reader's going to love it. And when you, what age was it where you decided, and you said, I really want to be an author, and what was it about your idea of being an author that motivated you to say, hey, this is what I want to do? I grew up on the backside of a drive-in movie theater in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I spent my entire childhood, as far as I can remember, listening to all the dialogue from all the <laughs> the crazy loony motion pictures that used to play in that in that in that motion picture. I, I say that only because I've loved storytelling, be it movies, TV, books, for as for as far back as I can remember. And when I finally got to be, I guess, junior, how old are you in junior high school? Like 13, 14? I think so. I actually started writing little stories. I wanted to make my own stories. Uh, I came up with a with an old movie camera, started making little short fil film shorts. And when I was in high school, I actually started submitting some of those stories, trying to sell them and piling up rejection letters. Uh, so as far back as I can remember, I've been trying, it's all I've thought about. I wanted to be a writer. And I was able to make my dream come true. And now that you're in this dream that's come true, what, what do you enjoy most about it? And here you are with over 20 books, right? Yeah, 21 with this. 21 books is my 17th Elvis Cole novel. Uh, I'm living the dream. You know, we're here, we're here in Houston at Murder by the Book. This is one of the finest bookstores in America, bar none. It is. I've had an association with this bookstore since the beginning of my career. Writing's hard work. I love to write, but writing is hard work and it's solitary. I'm sitting alone in a room all day. But when the books come out and I'm given the opportunity to come to stores like this and, and, and I get to, to interact and be with all the, the, the readers and fans who are going to come here, that's, there's nothing more fun than that for me. I, I love that part of the job. And you mentioned rejection letters. Oh. So when we, we talk about success on this show all the time, we talk about yeah. rejection and challenges. What would you say to someone where they, they're out there, they want to be an author or really anything else, but when you get that rejection, what is it that, that keeps you plowing through? Uh, let me tell you something. I, um, I received 116 rejection letters before I finally sold a short story. Each one of those rejections hurt. Each time I open an envelope, uh, and I saw that it was just that little that little orange slip that was printed up form saying saying uh, the story had been rejected. It hurt, but I wanted this more than anything else. I just began to feel that it was a challenge. That every time I got one of those rejections, there was no way I was going to accept that, and I was going to keep going because I simply loved writing the stories. It wasn't that the goal was to sell, though, of course, yes, the goal, I did want to be in a magazine. I did want to be a published author. But the true goal was to write the best story I could do and then enjoy the writing process. And once I accepted that, it's, it got a lot easier for me. That sounds great. So for someone out there that might be listening at any age and they say, I want to be an author too, what would two pieces of advice you would give them to proceed? 
write every day and finish what you write. The other thing I think about is when you write, you have so many words. Your toolbox is the English language. That's one of them. The other one is your ideas, I guess. Sure, yeah. And then you bring these characters to life if it's if it's a book, a fictional book and so forth. One thing I, I actually caution uh, uh, aspiring writers about all the time uh, and, and advise, write what you love to read. Too many young writers or aspiring writers, uh, they, you know, they read like the writer magazines about what's hot, what is New York buying, you know, trends in, in publishing. And I just think that's a loser. I, I tell them I'll do, you know, frankly, what I did too. Write that, that material that you love to read. You know, if, if, if the thing you're going to write, if you saw it on the shelf, you who's the reader, that's the thing you would buy and you would take home and you would read. Follow your passion because there's, your passion won't let you down. You have to follow it. That way you'll do your very best work. Also, as far as book covers go, if people tune into the YouTube video, the book cover is just really a beautiful book. I'm going to hold it up right here. As far as an author goes, how did you have the, do you help design or do they show you different uh, well, covers? Well, they did show then, me different potential covers. Uh, you know, this I'm is with, beautiful. I'm with Putnam. They have an outstanding uh, art and marketing department. They just do beautiful books. It's incredible. And, yeah, it really is. They've done an outstanding job. We're talking with Robert Craze, the author of The Wanted. And if you want to know who Harvey and Stems are, read his book, The read Wanted. Those guys, I am not going to say anything more about it. Robert, let's tell people your website so they can check out all the things that are on your site. My, I have a website, robertcrace.com, uh, C-R-A-I-S, robertcrace.com. Also on Facebook, The Real Robert Crace, and Instagram at, at Robert Crace. And Robert, when are you going to come back to Houston again? As soon as I have another book. So once that other book comes out, you're back here, Murder by the Book. I'll hope to see you again then. And let's say with the last minute or so, what else would you like people to know that are out there listening, either at the time of broadcast, but we know people listen far beyond after the fact. Well, hopefully they'll pick up The Wanted and enjoy it. And if they enjoy it and have never read me before, maybe they'll be inspired to buy my earlier books because there's 21 of them. There you go, because what my plan, my goal is to finish The Wanted and then go back to The Promise because I love dogs and you and you piqued my interest about the canine. I, I think if you're a dog man, <laughs> you'll enjoy that book. There's no doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, successful living today. We're glad you tuned in with Robert Crace, author of The Wanted. Go to his website. And thank you, Robert, for being on the show. Bill's my pleasure. And now we have McKenna Jordan. She is the owner of Murder by the Book, and we are right here at Murder by the Book. McKenna, we welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And let's tell people, in case they're not in Houston, let's tell them about Murder by the Book. Well, Murder by the Book is one of the lar largest uh, crime fiction bookstores in the country. We specialize, obviously, in mysteries, espionage, some fantasy novels. Um, we have young adult books, too, that are mysteries. And we typically do three to five events per week best-selling authors, basically anyone who's got a new book out and is a crime fiction author. And not only that, you have incredible authors all the time because they do. get to be on our show and <laughs> they are really the top of the top and also emerging artists, uh, authors as well. Sure, one of the best things about the store is finding debuts and really trying to push those books and find new series for our customers to love. But we love our, our bestsellers who come through, through too. So on your website, you have the events in case people are listening and say, I don't want to miss out on the next event. Let's tell people how they can find your website so sure. they know what's 
what's going to be coming up? Well, we have um, our website, www.murderbooks.com, has an event calendar that's updated daily. We also have a Facebook account, which is Murder by the Book. We have Twitter and we have Instagram. Twitter and Instagram are at murderbooks. So we push all of our events on that, plus recommendations and things that are going on in the store. And again, that's murderbooks.com. Murderbooks, plural. Yes, murderbooks.com. Excellent. And let's tell people, of all the things you could be doing, it is fascinating, and books are so important. I know when I grew up in a little town in Pennsylvania, the bookstore was my favorite place, and it triggered my imagination. Let's tell people what you enjoy so much about being the owner of this great company, Murder by the Book. Well, I'd say the sense of community. Um, I've been here for a number of years now. The store's been here since 1980, and we have regular customers just like, you know, cheers. People come in, we say, hi, how are you doing? And we have a recommendation for you. We know you're going to love this book. And talking to customers, finding great books for them, and interacting with them is kind of the highlight. Plus, of course, getting to meet all of our favorite authors. And in fact, you you get to know what your what your clients and customers like. Absolutely. So, so you're able to say when somebody walks, hey, Bill, I know you're going to like this next book coming yep, out. That absolutely. We That's the best part of the job. Awesome. Now, also, as far as people, the local people in Houston know, and of course, we say local in Houston, we're the fourth largest city, <laughs> so we have quite a quite a population. Yeah. However, do people reach out to you in other states where they, they'll buy books oh, online? absolutely. Um, a third of our business is mail order. So if you see an author that you enjoy is coming to Murder by the Book and you want a signed copy, you can do that on our website. We process orders. You can get things personalized. We ship worldwide. And again, it's Murder murderbooks.com. Yes. And let's give people an idea. Today we're here to talk to Robert Crace, the author of The Wanted, and what? who do you have coming up here in the next uh, couple months? Well, we have Thomas Perry coming for his next uh, release. We have Jacqueline Winspear coming. We have um, Elizabeth George. So a, a roster of number one bestsellers. Well, it's so awesome to see you here on the show. Thanks. Successful Living, ladies and gentlemen, McKenna Jordan. Thank you, McKenna. Thank you for having me on. Successful Living is sponsored by Radio Bill. Hi, this is Bill, host of the Successful Living Show. Do you have an interest in broadcasting? We are in the fourth largest city in the USA. Consider the Successful Living Show and your opportunity to be a part of the show, either as a regular guest or advertiser. Let's say you have a business and an interest in being heard on the radio. You may want to be a frequent guest. Or if you want us to promote your business, we can do that too. Or if you are over 18 and have an interest in broadcasting, this may be your opportunity. So just let me know. Go to radiobill.net. That's radiobill.net. And email me with radio as the subject line. Again, that's radiobill.net. And email me with radio as the subject line. This is your chance to have your voice heard on the radio in the fourth largest city in the USA. I look forward to hearing from you.